This is the 40-year-old Bond Virgins podcast. This meeting is being recorded. Yo. What up? <laughs> what is up? What's up? Um, <laughs> what's not up? Mm. Um, nothing's is it's just been busy. I think life is busy. Yeah. And I really wanted to invest some time in this film. And I kept trying. And I wow. spent a lot of my life just trying to dig out resources. And uh, and then stuff like work and life got in the way. And, and here we are. What's up with you? Nothing. Bad back. Oh, got a bad back. Why have you got a bad yeah. back? That's the only film quote I can do. I don't know, know that's from. No. No. <laughs> well, maybe this is the next genre then. That was from Beaches, the film with Bette Midler. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I pulled something like right down one side of my neck and down to my shoulder and like behind the shoulder blade. Hmm. And it's been like that for about four days. Look up some stretches on YouTube. I um I've had this dodgy hip for quite a while and thought that I needed some kind of like chiropractorness to like just like shove it into place. And I went to see a physio and he taught me some mobility stuff and then taught me some strength stuff. And this pain that I've had for like 20 years, gone. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Shit, okay. All right. Quantum of solace. <laughs> quantum of what bullshit. Is, what is quantum of solace? What, what is it? I, is I it like quantum thinking, small? So that's what I think. It's like a little pinch of solace, a little, a little pinch of, um, uh, oh, God, I can't think of another word for solace. Like making so solace, better. Yeah, okay. Tiny, okay. A tiny little pinch. So this is a quantum of solace means basically Bond gets over his shit. Well, so the original story. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, Has nothing to do with this film, but the Quantum of Solace, I believe, I didn't read it. In fact, I tried to download the PDF. It was on my list of things to do, and I did look for a PDF. It's a very short story, apparently, but it's... Mm. um, it's about a man's life regrets with regards to his wife or something. Um, but it's okay. completely unrelated. But but it was more meaningful in that context, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's a crap fact. <laughs> oh, and Give it only goes stats. down. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't even finish the stats. Right, stats. <laughs> Let's hear those stats come on. So Quantum of Solace, 2008. Yeah. Um, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Now, mm. I've got 4.5 on Amazon. Now, before you bing me on that, where did I get that? Because I remember thinking, oh, look, hold on. 
that's the correct one 4.5 oh is it okay i i saw it on oh let's just move on my my brain's fried i saw it somewhere different and i was like oh maybe that's where i've been getting them from before i think it might have been on the but ask on the jeeves telly <laughs> on the actual <laughs> trustworthy telly right <laughs> That's your stats. <sighs> okay. <laughs> How'd you watch it this week? How did you watch it this week? <laughs> okay. All right. So I watched it on Sunday night. Now, listen, yeah. this is a story, right? So, I mean, it's not that good a story. I watched it on Sunday night, but I've been looking forward to this period of time because at some point during this whole project, they did start coming on TV. So I did set up a series link, but mm. it's only recorded these four. So I must have only caught it from this point. So I've got the last four just recorded, just waiting, ready to go. So I haven't had to pay for them. Nice. But here's the stinger. I recorded them from like ITV4. And this one was recorded on the 17th of December last year. So it's completely intercut with last year's Christmas adverts. Hmm. So that was kind of weird and fun. Yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you miss so, any of the film when you have adverts? Yeah. Oh, do I miss any of the film when I have adverts? No. Why would they I just miss pause any film? it? I don't know. I haven't watched anything with adverts in it for years, <laughs> <laughs> for like ten years. So just keep it running through the boring bits. But don't you find like sometimes you'll find. Well, you went an old recording, but or like if you see on YouTube, people like, oh, here's an old VHS that I found from like 10 years ago. And then you watch the adverts from 10 years ago and you're like, yeah. wow, life was so well, shit I've, back then. So I'm watching them on DVD, which uh, the box set finishes at Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. So the adverts are like um, early 2000s stuff. Nice. Like there's an advert for uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Not Johnny Mnemonic. What's that film Keanu done where uh, the alien invasion one? No the end idea. of the world or whatever it's called. It's like a remake of an old classic that was a radio series. Oh, um, uh, oh, for God's sake. That one. Yep. Yeah. That oh, was on there. Man. I was like, shit, that was quite good when I watched that. I'm going to have to rewatch that. And then there's a load of crap on there as well. That's going to bug me now. Not Invasion mm. of the Body Snatchers. It's the, no. the H.G. Wells one. H.G. Wells? War, not War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. War, War of the Worlds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh, <laughs> right. <man>. God. <laughs> well, that's how you watched shit. it this week. <laughs> yeah, how did you watch it? <laughs> I watched it um, twice, I think. Oh, yeah, I watched it once, but didn't really watch it. I was just yeah. um, on my phone, chilling. And then um, at the weekend, possibly Sunday morning, I think. Yeah, Sunday morning, I watched it, whipped the laptop out, and I used Word because I was on my laptop to write okay. my notes instead of Notepad. And it started, like, sorting out all my grammar and stuff, so it might sound a bit different in these notes. I don't know. Mm. I thought you were going to say you got annoyed with it. Like, fuck you telling me what to I do. I do kind of get annoyed with words. It's all so fancy. You can't, like, Just even if you try and write thoughts. notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you mean to do it like this? No, I don't. 
<laughs> anyway. I made actual notes on a notepad, handwritten, okay. and I stopped. Why have you circled that guy in your background? He's one of my facts. Is he really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Is it... uh, <laughs> I stopped writing after my last note. No, it's not Felix. <laughs> my last note is opera is so crap. Oh, you didn't like the opera? Well, well, opera generally. Mm. Oh, yeah, generally, yeah. But no, I didn't uh, like so that's how I watched it. Awesome. Yeah. It's, I like the um, way of watching. Watchable. Right, AI better come up, chumps. Let's see. Oh, God. It's actually quite good. All right, share sound. Look at that. I hit share sound straight away. You ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, you want to ask a question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what the question is. The question was... <laughs> the, <laughs> the question was, drippy, milky eye man, why do you cry blood? <laughs> drippy, milky eye man cries blood because he's seen too much. He's seen the horrors of the world, the pain and suffering that humans inflict on each other. <laughs> He's seen the death and destruction that war brings. He's seen the cruelty of nature, the way animals prey on each other. And he's seen the indifference of the universe, the way it doesn't care about our pain or suffering. Oh, God. All of this has left him traumatized. He can't bear to see the world the way it is, so he cries blood. <laughs> it's his way of trying to wash away the pain and suffering, to try to make the world a little bit better. <laughs> Oh, wow, Lashif. We didn't know that. If, if we'd known that about him before we watched Casino Royale, you might have had yeah. an even better take. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, he, That's pretty he good, does, right? He's, he's <laughs> pretty, pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I got a synopsis. Yeah, let's do synopsis. It's not great synopsis, but it wasn't, uh, you know, from what it was based on, it's, you know, understandable. Straight off the back of Casino Royale, Bond delivers Mr. White to Italy for some good old-fashioned torturing. Bond, understandably still grieving from losing Vespa, pours himself into his work and he's got a lot to do. Even if he does get suspended and he gets his licence revoked. Whilst trying to hunt down the organisation that led to Vespa's death, he comes across Mr Green, a man that loves controlling the water so much he doesn't want anyone to have any unless they pay the price. Can Bond put a stop to this guy? Can he move on from being driven by revenge and actually get on with his job for once? Will them ever trust him to do that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I've just seen what you've got in your background. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, poor Mathis. Yeah. It was, um, he had quite the story. Slightly arc. touching until that bit. <laughs> it was a bit completely as um, difficult to understand as the rest of the film. <laughs> All right. Okay, go. You want to hit this? Yeah, let's just get it over and done. We open up without any barrel shot, um, straight into a car chase. Well, for a moment, you see him just cruising in Aston Martin for the hills of Italy, 
I did think for a moment it was the same road that was in the Italian job. Oh, I thought it was really reminiscent of the opening shot of um, Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, I looked it up, it wasn't the same spot. Um, Lake Carter is where they did the Italian job, where the bus goes off the side of the thing. Anyway, turns out he's being chased by a couple of Alfa Romeos, a hectic car chase, busy roads, machine guns firing, Bond gets impelled onto a truck, has to do a 180 to rip his door off. That looked pretty cool. I like that bit. Dodging traffic, uh, he leaves the main road onto a dusty road, <laughs> off-road, dodges a JCB, <laughs> Police crash, into, <laughs> the police crash into war and fall off a cliff and die. Followed by alpha goons. Um, after Bond starts shooting back at them, they lose control, also fall off the cliff and die. And then Bond heads to Siena. I've been to Siena. Did you come to Siena? No. I've never been to Siena. It looks incredible. From You were in Italy with us, weren't you? Yeah, I didn't go anywhere while we were in Italy. I didn't. I didn't... Okay. So Siena... Where, well, we'll get to it in just a moment, but they have that horse race. Mm-hmm. We were there for that horse race. Ah, not the one in the film. Not the one in the film. Up, but for that town horse race, we were there on the day, yeah. Ah, I didn't recall that. Mm. I don't know why I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> one has to see I've been there. Aston Marty's completely fucked. Bond pops the boot on the destroyed Aston and Mr. White's inside. And he says, it's time to get out. Opening credits. Beautifully delivered. I had just written Chasey Chasey so fast I can't understand. It's really, for all of the editing in this film, it's so choppy. Yeah. And you can't get a sense of where you're looking, <laughs> what's happening. It, it's, it makes you blink and it makes you look away. It was too quick. How's it feel about these opening credits? Jack Beautiful. White, Alicia oh, Keys. Okay, so music-wise, mm. meh. No, no, not even meh. Oh. I actually really did not enjoy it whatsoever. Oh, I like it. Really? I like Jack White, obviously. Yes, um, I like Alicia Keys. Well, the thing about Alicia Keys is Jack White's got this range of low and high. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys has just got the high bit. Mm. So for most of the song, I just thought it was Jack White. <laughs> okay. But then I saw the credit thing at the end. I was like, oh, Alicia Keys was in there as well. <laughs> I said that I want to like this song more than I do. Like the premise of it should have been so good. The idea mm-hmm. of teaming them up. But there was nothing, there was nothing big about it again. And this is my first, my first of my four facts is that apparently Jack White had re- wanted to do a Bond song for a really long time. Wow. So he actually wrote the intro to Seven Nation Army as a potential Bond song way before mm. he was asked, but then ended up using it and then was subsequently mm, lost. Mm, but imagine mm, how mm. good that would have been as that a Bond would have been song. Wicked. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There you go. There I thought go. okay. Um, I thought not okay. Deserts, women's silhouettes are back again. I've written the tune was banging. It was kind of banging. Um, and there's banging. no barrel shot. No barrel shot. I really enjoyed the the, the visuals. I thought they were super smooth. And mm-hmm. I like the colours. And actually now, like, I didn't really pick up on how deserty <laughs> it was in itself. 
until I was like Googling images afterwards and a lot of it focused on the desert elements right. and then the intro is obviously all kind of sand related and I like those muted lilacs and peaches and like yeah um it was quite it was really soft and then you had like the black silhouettes yeah pretty good pretty, pretty, pretty good. good but yeah no gun barrel <laughs> no gun barrel what the actual sienna the annual horse race is happening i put with loads of exclamation marks so when we went there, mm. we sat down for lunch in that square where the horse race happens. And then about halfway through lunch, they started um, putting up like barriers and stuff like that. And uh, dad asked a couple of people because he was learning Italian money. And he asked a couple of people and like, <laughs> didn't understand what they were saying. And finally, a waiter came over to get some more drinks. And uh, dad asked him what's going on. And he just went, the race. And just walked off. <laughs> like, oh, apparently, there's a race happening, <laughs> and it just went mental. It's so violent that race. It's wow. crazy. They're trying to smack each other off with sticks. Uh, this horse is like, so the crowds are freaking the horses out. They're just screaming at the horses and stuff, and the horses off on their back legs and stuff. And it, you're we're inches away from it, just sitting at a table eating lunch. It was mental. Should go. It's a really good day. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I should remember you telling that story when you got back from that day. I feel yeah. like that should have been. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that the town is all separated into like chunks where they've all got their own flags. Like this is their own. Okay. They got a horse in that race each. If you know what I mean, they've all like uh, okay. trained a horse each, and then they have to race. I don't know what happens if you just become like the best bit of town or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> afterwards um but yeah so afterwards whoever whatever part of the town won they all went bloody crazy um like we went to that part of town and they were just like dancing in the streets and stuff that's Good. really cool yeah Palio di Siena. so i'm gonna burn through this little bit okay so mr white is being strapped up to a chair uh Guess they're going to torture him. M tells Bond that Vesper's boyfriend was washed up uh, in the sea, dead, without a face. M doesn't believe it's him. Uh, checks in DNA from his house, and the hair sample says it wasn't him. Bond swipes a picture of the boyfriend off the table. M asks if she can trust Bond. Bond says he's not going off chasing the boyfriend. He's not important, and neither was she. M and Bond go to interrogate Mr. White. Mr. White starts cracking up. At the fact that MI6 and the CIA have no idea who the organization is he works from. M says they're fast learners. Mr. White says, Well, the first thing you should know is that we have people everywhere. And then he goes, Isn't that right? At that point, That's M's good, bodyguard man. turns and shoots the guard and then aims for M, but Bond kicks a chair at him, which makes him shoot Mr. White instead. M does a runner one way, Mitchell, the bodyguard, does a runner the other way, and Bond chases him after seeing Mr. White is down. Try to keep it quite concise. <laughs> I liked it. I liked uh, Mr. White's voice was really strangely pathetic, and I quite enjoyed that. Mr. White's voice reminds me of, you know, the guy in Clockwork Orange? Yep. You know oh, him okay. as an older actor? Yeah, yeah. He's been in a few things. He was in... Um, community was and, he 
Yeah, as a thingy, history teacher. Thingy, Alex. Yeah. Um, they they actually tie him in, tie him to a chair and torture him in that. <laughs> <laughs> to get their grades up. Okay, okay. Mm. They run through some kind of aqueduct, sewer system. Doors and gates are being shut in Bond's path, but he manages to keep up. All this happens whilst the race is on above them. They manage to get out of there and they're running through streets uh, of the celebrating crowd. Mitchell fires off a few shots. A, a stand, a bystander gets shot. Um, oh, a bystander or two get killed. Bond gives chase across rooftops, buses, apartments until they get to some kind of church under construction. They fall through a glass roof onto scaffolding, which falls apart. Bond falls, gets caught up in some ropes. Mitchell goes through a gun, but Bond gets to the gun first and shoots him. Pretty good shot. Yeah. He was like spiralling down the rope like a gymnast would. So I wondered if that was in reference to Octopussy, the scene where she jumps over yeah, the, the same thing, and unwraps in the, in the silk. It's like a controlled, controlled fall kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder, so this kind of brings me on to my second main point, one that I mm-hmm. think you know very well, is that the draft of this script was completed just before the writer's strike. So there weren't any rewrites and the, the, the final draft of this script was locked down just before the writer's strike. So there were no more writers um, finalizing it, putting in like, um, you know, finalized dialogue and yeah. that kind of thing. So the script was pretty much pulled together between um, Mark Foster, the director, Foster, and Hello. Daniel Craig. And as a result, it's pretty much unanimously agreed. It's a pretty shoddy piece of writing throughout. Yeah. And what I think the film does is keep keeps trying to like reference other Bond films and not in like a really clever little knowing way. No. Like the old last film, more like a look, we are Bond. Look, remember the remember these films? Yeah, I remember think it's more to film? take your your eye off what's going on rather than going, oh, look. Yeah. Rather than just say, don't look at this mess. Just look yeah, at this. Just look, remember remember all the good feelings you had in the other <laughs> Bond film. So that's why I think Octopussy. While you were gone, I was just having a quick read about the horse horse race. Yep. Uh, and to see what the winner actually does get. Okay. So, so, so first of all, to say the piazza itself has long been used for like various different different kind of games so bullfighting jousting originally um a many-sided boxing match <laughs> you imagine just everyone boxing <laughs> the shit out of each other. yeah basically that and then it goes on to say that um so as you said like these different areas of the town so they're co- they're called contrades and there are mm. 17 contrades mm-hmm. i'd like to tell you what they're called that's it <laughs> so you've got Eagle, caterpillar, snail, little owl, dragon, giraffe, crested porcupine, unicorn, she-wolf, seashell, goose, wave, panther, forest, tortoise, tower, and valley of the ram. Now, if I was allowed to choose, I think I'd go she-wolf or tower. They sound the coolest. (laughs) Do you reckon? Why did valley of the ram get to have a longer name and all the others just had to choose one thing what one do you think's won the most um i can tell you the colors of the flag that won when we were there 
Okay, go on. Have you got flex? Yep. It was the same as Jamaican colours. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, maybe Ocker the goose. So it's got a red border, green, green on the inside, and then like a little yellow circle. Yellow. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so that was the goose. So the winner, I think you're actually, I think that is the one that has won the most. Yeah, the most successful award is Ocker, which has won 63 races over the years. <laughs> so they race, <laughs> they race twice a year, once in July and once in August, unless there's okay. like a really special occasion of which, and these records have been kept since 1600 and something, right? And there's been two special occasions. So they did one special race for the millennium and one special race for the end of the World War, uh, World War One. Okay, hmm. more facts. So there's 17 of these contrades, but only 10 race. Oh, well, is it like a, is there a knockout round for the well, final race? Is that what you think? Yeah. How do you think well, they decide think... the 10? Punch up. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a many-sided boxing <laughs> match. So what they do is the seven that didn't participate the year before get to go. Oh, okay. And then so three hours leaves... just get chosen by drawing a lot. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> 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 There's got to be a better way. Why not just let all 17 go? It's what? tiny. Imagine... Queen Square and Crawley. Yeah. No, it's like that. Really? Yeah. It's like that. Well, 10 horses got, like, is little, already a lot. What difference uh, does it make with... Little cafes all the way around it. <laughs> and it's just a dusty, sandy uh, race track slash path. It's got something in the middle. I can't remember if it was just barriered off or if there's a fountain or something, but there's something in the middle. And it just... It's insane. It's completely insane. And I also remember asking this at the time when we were leaving, because we Googled it afterwards. But why do they do it twice a year? Who's so close together? You think you'd spread yeah, it out? That doesn't, I can't, I haven't been able to spot that because I had the same thought. Because, yeah, you can decide to have a third one, like I say, like they did for those um, important things. Mm -hmm. um, but you can only do those between May and September. <laughs> like you can only have this race on one of like the hottest months that exists apparently. yeah and it was one of those it was like mid 30s 40 something like that when we were there that's the only reason we were in that cafe because it had a shade oh uh, okay okay and we were right, burning th th there is more um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the winning uh contrade receives like because that's why you asked like, that's what, what wasn't think? clear um okay. i guess they get to strut their shit like where they're oh does the whole town have to have their flag up or oh so the... may, maybe a, there's so there's a big tower churchy thing in the middle mm -hmm. is there a giant flag that goes up on there or something so the winner is awarded a banner of painted silk which is hand painted hand painted by a different artist for each race so they mm. just get a silk flag, basically, I think. The enthusiasm after victory, however, is so extreme that mm. the ceremony of attribution of this silk is quite instantaneous 
and is the first moment of a month-long celebration for that winning award. <laughs> so they have this thing <laughs> twice a year, and then yeah. they celebrate for a month afterwards. Yeah. There are occasional eight outbreaks of violence between the partisans of rival contracts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went mental. Paleo- the Palio differs from a normal horse race in that part of the game is for the contrades to prevent rival contrades from actually winning. So that's why they're trying to push. <laughs> Not push. They had like sticks and they were hitting each other. It says they can violently. pull or shove their fellows, hit the horses, hit each other or try and hamper the horses at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. That's all I've got to say on it, really. I mean, it, the joke of the day was, uh, excuse me, could you tell me what's going on? <laughs> the race <laughs> just walks it off. So, oh, the race, of course. <laughs> okay. London looks like a bunch of council flats. Mitchell's house. Uh, MI6 is raiding the house. Mitchell's the bodyguard. M's bodyguard. M's shitting it about the organisation, and then they go back to MI6. They got some funky minority report table where they're moving stuff around on the table digitally. Uh, and they talk about some marked cash they fed to Le Chief that leads them to some do- dude called Mr. Evans Slate in Haiti. Haiti? Yep. How do you say how do you say that? Haiti? Haiti. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bonds on it. Goes to the guy's room. This is in Haiti. Is that how you say it? It feels wrong. Haiti? <laughs> I don't know. Carry on. Okay. Goes to Blake's room. Uh, a knife fight kicks off. They smash the place up. It's all over pretty quick. Um, but a good close-up shot fight scene reminded me of the fight scene with um, Connery just for the rocket pack. Uh, proper oh, okay. heavy digs and stuff, you know. Bond stabs him in the neck. And I think the artery on his leg holds his arm yeah. up. Uh, so he bleeds out quicker. Uh, he bleeds out seconds on the floor. I've written down super cold. Bond heads out the room, taking the keys and wrapping up a, a cut he received un, under his arm. He takes the keys downstairs and asks the reception if there's any messages. She gives him a briefcase uh, that she said she mentioned to him earlier. And Bond heads out with the briefcase, gets picked up by a woman in a tiny little car. Made a lot of noise for a tiny car. <laughs> They're chased by a guy on a motorbike. Uh, they get away from the guy on the motorbike. She seems to think he is Evan. He opens up the case. He has orders to kill her. She shoots at Bond, misses. Bond gets out of the car. She fucks off. Motorbike guy turns up. because <laughs> he hears the shots. Uh, he says, you're supposed to kill her. Bond says, well, I missed. And then knocks him off the bike. In a pretty cool way, he grabs the accelerator to fling the bike forward, but also holds on to the steering and... Uh, Knocks the bloke off all in one and then knocks him out. It's pretty good. Jumps on the bike to catch the girl. And then we're at the docks. Girl gets out of the <laughs> girl gets out of the car at the docks. Has got to go to some kind of gangster guy for trying to kill her. He shows her a dead body, asks if it was him. She says she doesn't know. Only spoke to him on the phone. And then I put basically someone was selling information on the gangster guy. She grasped him up. Gangster guy got him killed, then tried to kill her, but it didn't work out. That gangster guy turns out to be Mr. Green. Have we met Tanner yet? Who's that? Uh, <laughs> M's assistant guy, uh, Rory Kinnear. Huh? Huh? M's Who? assistant, 
What the the guy that tried to kill her? No, 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 no. The the bald guy that's there a lot. Oh no, don't no, think so. No. Maybe we have. We could have done. We've been at MI six. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, oh yeah, maybe we. Oh, have. is he the one that's bitching about bonds? Probably. Yeah. He has. Yeah, he hasn't gone. He hasn't. I haven't got there left, yet. Left yet? No. Okay. All right. Um, because there's a date. Oh. Okay. I reckon that has happened, so I'm just going to go for it. There's a passport shown. It's 20 minutes into the film. Okay. Who's? Um, it's um, I think it's um, yeah, I think it's Slater or whatever his name is. I think that's how they. God, this is such a crap, crap podcast. <laughs> Who's oh, Slater? Oh, oh, I don't know. I've got the name <laughs> wrong as well. Like, right, hold on. No, Slate. Yeah, Ed Slate. So he's the guy that that um oh, got stabbed gone, up. gone over to. Yeah, just yeah. drained him of all his blood. So yeah. Tanner shows his passport. It's exactly twenty minutes, and it's got his date of birth as being the fifth of March seventy six. The passport was issued twenty first of October. Um, Zero four and expires October fourteen. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. But um, as this is alternate universe bond, it doesn't matter. Dates don't matter. Don't matter but anymore, I, doesn't matter. I know you can't, can't stop, stop now. seeing them now. No, yeah. that's okay. All right, <laughs> let's hit this up. <laughs> that was so tender. Yeah. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Green does a deal with a cor- some kind of corrupt leader slash politician. Does a deal for some worthless land. Uh, Mr. Green chucks a girl in as part of the deal. Corrupt guy takes her away on his boat. Bond watches, then gives chase on a motorbike through the docks. Uh, Bond takes the boat, rams the boat into mega boat, jumps on, grabs the girl, jumps off, does a boat runner. Uh, speed boat goons chase lots of shooting crashing into other boats boats mounting boats 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 a boat knocks the girl off uh, knocks the girl out after mounting another boat bond anchors the boat and then does a boat runner look like it hurt talking of being hurt (laughs) my third fact he sustained a lot of injuries on this film yeah i read that yeah, I think he like um, had three, like took his yeah, whole plastic. fingertip off. Yep, he had to get a facial stuff. reconstruction. <laughs> Did he for this one? Yeah, I believe so. Um, which talking about his face, he's he's an attractive guy, right? Yep. Is he a two face? Oh, yes. In I fact, thought I think so. I wrote that down in my notes for last week. He's a male two face for sure. Right. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes you it just look at him like and he looks like Pop. Freak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then other times you look at him and he's gorgeous. Yeah, he right. is man two face. Well, I had to double check. One doesn't assume these things. <laughs> no. Bond heads off on a boat. Oh, no, I've done that yet. Boats, boats, boats. Oh, no, this is another boat. Bond heads off, <laughs> ben heads off in a boat. <laughs> uh, gives the knocked out girl to some dock staff. Uh, at some place. Steals a car, rings M, asks to check on Dominic Green, the gangster guy. She says he does oil or some bullshit. <laughs> M calls the CIA <laughs> to see if there's anything about him 
they can't access. Oh, yeah, because they had some kind of firewall against them. They couldn't access any any information except for the company he owns. That's it. Gets put through to the guy from Stranger Things. He does. Who's hanging out with Felix. They say <laughs> they don't know anything, anything about him. He's nothing to worry about and then just hang up. Uh, M says they're blagging because they got put through to Stranger Things. Stranger Things yeah. is like Felix's boss. Uh, Green is meeting the CIA on a plane. Uh, Bond takes the next one to tail him. M asks Bond to stop killing everyone. And I put a lol. <laughs> stop killing everyone. She really does. She asks him several times. <laughs> All the time. On the Just plane. Bond, <laughs> I like stop. that because the old stop. M didn't like wasn't counting really was he it was just like do whatever you got to do i suppose yeah new him so for fuck's sake leave someone alive and and she's and she's sarcastic about it as well yeah, yeah. Uh, on the plane they're doing a deal which involves a new government and some oil uh green's mate with the terrible haircut looks like the bloke from dumb and dumber i've written has... that i've written that Dumb Dumb and Dumb and yeah. Yep. <laughs> As a picture of Bond shows the agents, Felix says he doesn't know him. Stranger Things calls him out and says, yeah, that's Bond. He's a MI6 dude. Green tells the CIA to take him out. And now they're in Austria. <sighs> Man, we are getting through this quick. Except good, for good, the dumpling. Good, good, good. I don't know when um, my last fact happens. I th- oh, I think we've missed my other fact. Hit me. We, we haven't. I have. Um, I think it's at the scene just before he jumps and does all the boat, boat, boat stuff. Um, yeah. Apparently, this is one of the most well-known um, like mishaps in filming, kind of thing. So, my background image is of a man holding a broom up slightly. So, there's a whole scene where Craig is like chatting about something, and this guy's in the background sweeping, but his broom is always at that height above the ground. It never actually touches the ground. So it doesn't make and any the, noise. So, so the suspicion is that in a previous shot, he was told, "Don't touch the floor because it's all we can hear on the mics." So mm. he's doing that, but that, but they haven't like communicated with the cameraman, who's then got him perfectly in shot. So all he's doing <laughs> is brushing the air for the whole thing. Ah, good for him. Yeah. Right. I've, I've got to just tell you that is me completely done that's all my notes <laughs> well just uh you know whatever sit back and enjoy stranger things gives felix some shit about playing ball with uh after green leaves felix ain't happy about it green and he- <clears throat> green and haircut turn up to some swanky opera and bond follows them so i guess they're getting special gifts uh sorry some some guests are getting special gift bags when they go into the opera Bond follows one of their special guests into the toilets, uh, takes his bag after knocking him out. It's got an earpiece in it. Uh, so a bunch of rich investors are having a meeting at the opera with Mr. Green through earpieces, and now Bond can hear it. This was quite good, this bit. Um, I have to say, this was probably written by an actual writer. Uh, Bond is watching over the crowd at the opera, listening into the conversation. He can't spot anyone, so he interrupts the conversation. Uh, and just tells them you should find a better place to meet. Investors start standing up and uh, walking away, uh, doing a runner, so to speak. Bond photographs them as they walk away and then thanks them f- for showing themselves to him. I thought it was really cool. I really loved that scene. I really loved like yeah. the whole um, idea of this underground organisation doing everything so publicly. They're meeting in yeah. a public place, showing their faces, talking amongst everyone. 
um, and then being cut out. And what I really loved is like when he calls them out and he's like, you should really have your conversation somewhere else. They mm. all just very slowly get up and graciously <laughs> yeah. exit. Like it, it's all just done so calmly. Mm. Uh, so Bond heads out after sending the MI6 the photos of everyone involved, uh, takes out a goon on the staircase. Uh, then, he's, then he's spotted by Green and Goons. Goons chase Bond through a restaurant and then through a kitchen where there's a shootout. But they cut it together with the opera music. Like you can't even really hear the shootout. You can just hear the opera music. And it's just cutting back and forth between the opera and the gunfight in the kitchen. And I thought that was really well done as well. Did you? Thumbs I thought up. that was terrible. Oh, oh wow. I like that. I thought it was like trying to be like really like highbrow and... Um, I thought it was quite highbrow. It didn't, <laughs> for it didn't, bond for... it was a bit try hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I, but also, I just really do not understand the point of opera. I cannot get my head around it. It just looks so boring. So kind of the combination of an ac- action sequence and opera singing was never going to float my boat. Nah, maybe there should be more action sequences in opera. I wonder what the most action-heavy opera is. I'll look into that while you carry on. I think it's probably the one from Fifth Element. <laughs> Do you remember that one? No. No, you should look at it. Have you watched Fifth Element? Element? No. Bond takes out a couple of goons and keeps one of them alive for information. Takes him out to the... Ah, right. Takes him out to the top of the roof and then hangs him over the edge, just like Roger Moore did. Dude doesn't give up the information, so Bond drops him, just like Roger Moore did. Dude lands on the bonnet of Green's car, but he's still alive. Then one of Green's goons, well, Green says he's seen me take care of it, and the goon shoots him. That was a good scene. He's like, has mm-hmm. he seen me? Yes. Well, he shouldn't have seen me, but it's like the way he lowers his face <laughs> and kind of hides beneath his hand. Did you Quite spot the clear. Roger Moore thing? No. So oh, he was, go on, remember go on, holding go on. the bloke by the tie in Egypt? Yes, 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 yes. That's an exact copy yes. of that. It's not though. None of those are pretty good. Nah, nah. They're, they're but, just copying. It's copying. But it's it not, did make me go. MCs the identifying photos uh, includes a bunch of tycoons and an aide to the prime minister. It has been reported that the bonnet dude was the prime minister's aide. He wasn't the aide to the prime minister. Is the aide to the prime minister's bodyguard? A member of Special Branch. Now, who's higher, Special Branch or MI6? Don't know. I'll check. <laughs> M calls Bond in. Bond says, nah, bruv. <laughs> M cancels Bond's cars, passports and so on. Bond tries to book a flight. Card gets declined. Bond asks the attendant to lie about whoever phones up for the information. And she does. Charlie Chaplin's what? granddaughter's in this as a receptionist. Yes, but I can't remember where. Uh, okay. A receptionist? Was she not? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't remember. Bond meets up with Mavers, old Frenchie. Asks him to help with some passports and cards. Um, and he just mumbles something in French or something. Mavers says Vesper loved him. Bond's not having it. Bond and Mavers are on a plane at the bar. Bond gets pissed on Vespers. He has six of those bad boys. <laughs> Somebody said this and because oh I didn't say so because this film made no sense to me at all <laughs> at yeah. all like, I could not follow it I didn't understand a single plot point um I listened to about six podcasts man <laughs> and um <laughs> and uh, and one of the things that I did learn was that 
by virtue of him drinking how many of those he did, he did something like 27 shots. Yeah. It's a lot of alcohol. It is, but we're going to drink those on the final film, right? Yeah, but not that many. No, but they are two shots of gin, a vodka and some wine in a glass. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, it'd be good if we could, like, it'd be good if we didn't have to buy two bottles of all of these ingredients. I feel like we mm. should be together for the final one. Well, we need to, so the, the wine involved is no longer made. They just oh, stopped great. making Even it that... in the 80s. The right. company's still around, um, yeah. but they make a different version of it now. So okay. that's why he's on the plane talking to him and right in this scene. And the yeah. bartender is explaining to Mavers what the drinks are. And he says... Um, you can't use anything else. There's no imitation for this wine. That's because it's a very fancy wine you can't get anywhere. Uh... But there is some imitation ones, which is what we're going to have to do. Okay. All right. We need to, yeah, we will get that sorted. Okay. Bon, I've already bought martini glasses, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bond is met by Agent, Agent Fields. Um, she is to take him back to the UK. Bond says, nah, bruv. And she comes with them to the hotel. The hotel's a shithole. They get back in the cab and go to a swanky hotel where Bond bangs fields. <laughs> Bond bangs fields. He does. He says, it's such a come on. He says, would you help me check my stationery? What does that mean? <laughs> Why? Yeah. What? And she looked like a prostitute. I have to say, she looked like what? the... The red hair was a wig. She was wearing a raincoat, but you couldn't see any other clothing. As soon as she turned up, I said, Stu, why is she like dressed in a pervy Mac? Yeah. And it looks like there's nothing under it looks like yeah. she's <laughs> yeah. and boots. It's and a, then but they okay. don't make anything of that. They no, never, she doesn't you don't see she doesn't it. Flash. She doesn't take the jacket <laughs> off. So I don't understand what the look was. <laughs> no. It's like they didn't they forgot that she was coming on to film that day and they're just like, fuck, just put his jacket on. <laughs> and this and this Wurzel Gummish wig. <laughs> um Bond, Fields, and Mavers are invited to a party. The party has all the players there. Green. Uh I don't know, I never learned the name of the woman in this movie, the Bond girl. So I've just called her Bond Girl. That's fine because I was going to use her name as my login name for the call and then I couldn't remember her name either. So that's why I changed it to Fields. So all the players are there. Green, Bond girl, Felix, Mavers, Bond and Fields. Felix. Mavers know the police, the police chief. Felix. Felix was crap in this film. Mm, really? I liked him in the bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the bar. All right, I'll let that go. Green's threatening Bond girl. Um, Bond saves the Bond girl. <laughs> Field trips haircut down some stairs and then you find out haircuts wearing a wig Did really i didn't see that oh come on <laughs> so phil trips him down these like cement steps and he's laying on the bottom his yeah. wig falls up <gasps> that's why it's such a bad haircut apparently oh you don't you, you oh. need to look at that okay all right he's wearing a wig of a bad haircut yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's got it on backwards as, or something. As like a, as like a, a disguise. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's got no reason to be in the movie. Yeah. He doesn't do okay. anything. 
All, no. all he does is show a picture of Bond to the CIA, to Stranger Things, and <sighs> anyway, he, he does some he does some creepy little smiles. He does, but he's okay. he's no he's no Vargas. So Bond heads off with uh, Fields, probably one of the girls. Bond gets pulled over by the police. They ask him to open his boot. He opens the boot, and the beaten up Mavers is in there. He pulls Mavers, he pulls Mavers out to get him on his feet, and police start shooting. So he uses Mavers as a bullet shield. Yes, right. What? Yes, All right. Carry on. We'll come back to this. Go on, go on. Okay. Bond takes out the police, goes over to Mavers. Mavers asks him not to leave him uh, as he's dying. Ask, ask him to forgive Vesper and himself. Then he dies. So Bond dumps him in a bin. Says this what he would have wanted. It's <laughs> what he would have wanted. Um, <laughs> so I find all of this confusing, right? So there's a real bromance brewing between them. Yeah. Mathis has gone out of his way to like sort some stuff out for Bond, get him into this party, and like is there for him. They kind of like apologize to each other. Mm. And then and then someone has obviously done something to Mathis, put him in the boot, tipped off the police. The police have turned up, and then when they've started <laughs> When they've started to shoot at Bond, yeah, Bond has picked him up and used his mate as a body dump, like as a body, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the word? Like he used him as protection and had him shot. Yeah. Then he shoots each Bullet of the police. Bullish, thank you. The police instantly die, but Mathis, having been trapped in a boot for God knows how long and taking two bullets to the back, Mm. Is, is 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 sticks around long enough to like have a really nice hug with Bond and say some lovely things to each other and like some really kind of profound words were exchanged and then Bond chucks him in a bin. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. And then, and then takes his money out of his pocket. Yeah, takes his money out of his pocket. You know what would have been good? <laughs> when, when he dumps him in the bin, one of the police officers just goes... Don't leave me. And then he sits with him next. <laughs> Has a little hug. Says it's all yeah. going to be all right. Yeah. What's even worse for Mathis is he takes the money, then he mm -hmm. chucks his wallet randomly into the bin, doesn't even give... Right, so bearing in mind that Mathis has, at this point, been paid off by MI6, because what what we learn when they have that... And I... Yeah, what, they, what you learn about Mathis when Bond hooks up with them again is that Mathis had never been a baddie and that mi6 basically paid him off and said sorry yeah. for any confusion like just go and have a nice life so he yep. was in like a really lovely location she obviously has a really lovely relationship with this woman who's like darling come and put your hands all mm. over me like he was having a good time so he's, he's obviously got people in his life who love him bond just chucks his wallet into the bin random doesn't even put it back in his pocket so like ha, like he might not get identified his body might not be returned to his wife like you think he could have just you know, propped him back up in the boot or something and put his identification out clearly so that he could have his body returned yeah it's um not great <laughs> but you know it's what he would have wanted being in a skip. I don't think he knows him that well. <laughs> Bond and Bond girl take a plane, heading for a section of the desert that Green has ownership of. They get attacked by a fighter plane. Uh, it shoots up Bond's plane. After Bond pulls a few manoeuvres, he has to jump out of the plane with Bond girl. She's wearing the only parachute. 
Bond manages to get hold of Bond girl as they're getting closer to the ground, pulls the chute just seconds before they hit the ground, and they're now in a cabin underground, and they have a chat. Um, Bond girl explains that the corrupt dude from earlier killed her family. Uh, and then I put meh, because I didn't really care. She didn't really, she didn't really um, bring it. I didn't even learn her name. I was, no. <laughs> I was impressed by Bunga. Beautiful, um, though. Yeah, pretty hot. Okay, so Bond is in one of Green's mines, uh, and he finds out that he's damming, blocking or damming the water um, from flowing underground. Uh, to this point, you think it's oil. But then now you realise it's water he's messing with. Um, Bond and Bond girl get a bus. Um, he gets back to the hotel. Fields has left a message and it just says, run. Bond goes oh. to the hotel room and M's there. Um, calls says, Bond um, out. Come and check out my stationery. <laughs> she says, I have counted your pens and rulers before and we're not doing it again. <laughs> calls Bond out on his bullshit. Bond, what? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah this bit. Bond sees there's someone in the next room. It's Fields. She's laying on the bed covered in crude oil. Um, brackets, Goldfinger reference. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Because it's so oily. Yes. Like crude oily. M has to go, M has to go at Bond for being reckless. He gets suspended. Um, he's taken by M's goons into a lift. Uh, at that point, he takes them all out, heads back up to M. Uh, he walks back up the steps as she's leaving his hotel room. He heads back up to him and said, look, if someone wants me out of commission so bad, I must be close to the truth. He then does a runner. M tells whoever that she doesn't give a shit about CIA. He's my agent because CIA putting pressure on her to take Bond off the case. Mm-hmm. So it's all this Stranger Things dude, really, pulling these strings, I reckon. Bond gets out of there. Bond girl is waiting for him in an old beetle. Bond calls Felix. Says his cover is shit. Asks to meet him in a pub. Felix and Bond meet in a bar. Bond squeezes information out of Felix about the police chief, um, which is the corrupt guy, I think. Meeting Green in the desert to do an exchange. Uh, then tells Bond to do a runner as the Americans burst in the shot shooting. Stranger Things asks Felix what happened. Felix says, just what we agreed. Do you reckon it was what you, they agreed? I, I, I just have no idea. I, I honestly didn't understand. I, did, I thought Felix was one of the bad guys in the Like, I didn't understand what was happening. Well, so, the CIA were trying to, Stranger Things is his boss, and he was trying to push Felix into doing deals with corrupt leaders. So they got their fingers in the pie with the new leader of whatever country in there, you know? All right. So what? They're trying to go in undercover. So they're like, no, no, hold on. Explain that again. Stranger Things. Stranger Things is bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Stranger and, Things is bad. Yeah. Yeah, and Felix works for him. Now Felix is pretty fucked off about the whole situation, but he's playing ball because he kind of thinks he has to. Bond in the bar is like, look, I know you better than this. Give me some information to go on. Um, Felix gives him the information that about the meat in the desert. Bond does a runner because all the Americans come in to capture him. And then when Felix comes back out, Stranger Things asks what went down. Felix says just what we agreed. But I don't think it was what they agreed. But but Stranger Things is bad. Mm. But he's he's part of the CIA, right? Yeah. And 
<laughs> but Felix is just like compromised because of that and doesn't know whether to be like he his boss is also telling him to be bad. Why doesn't he just whistleblow and tell the CIA that his boss is bad and he's making deals with baddies? Well, that's that that makes Felix. That's bad. what gets resolved later. Uh, I, I didn't understand this film. And <laughs> um, you know, you know. Um, uh stranger things guy uh no not stranger mm. things guy i called oh, this is gonna be confusing dumb and dumb my haircut guy haircut yeah i also called him stranger things guy because at some points he looks like will with that haircut and he right. does these little glances <laughs> over his shoulder so i kept referring to him as stranger <laughs> things to the girls um you know you said his wig came off yeah was it meant to <laughs> yeah like, i mean it's a pretty clear shot Okay, because I'm trying was, to look it up and trying to get an image, but even less helpfully, his name in the film was Elvis. Every time I look up Elvis wig, I'm getting Elvis Presley wigs. I can get a shot of it. I've got the film on here, Quantum of Solace. In fact, I could share the screen, couldn't I? Hang on. It's not important mm-hmm. right now. Let's let, let, let's get the podcast. Hang on, off. I'm nearly there. <laughs> Here's the party. Oh, there's the staircase. Uh, oh, hold on. Where right. are you? Hang on. Okay. Right. Uh, share screen. Share sound. Okay. All right. This figure you're liking. Chérie, you bought a twin to Green Planet. <laughs> <laughs> or have I got my facts crossed? Yes, I think you did. <laughs> it's coming up, I'm sure. You'll excuse us. What a wonderful <laughs> There he is. <laughs> You just cost me quite a bit of money, darling. You can't put a price on integrity. Hmm. I don't know how long this scene is. Hang on. Might be that she really wants. It's a shame because she's really quite stunning once you get her on her back. (laughs) I wish I could say the feeling was mutual. I'm sorry, Mr. Green. There's haircut. Please, my friends call me Dominique. I'm sure they do. How much do you know? You can cut this out because I don't think we're allowed to use this. Oh. oh, there we go. What's the expression? Finishes it. Damaged goods. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh. See? Did you I see it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How weird. How that's really peculiar. Anyway. <laughs> and, and don't lose the film because I need you to show me something else later. But it did just remind me, seeing like the, the guy who plays Dominic Green. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as a baddie, he's actually got a really great sluggy baddie face, just like a bit of a feeble. And and it has reminded me of another fact that I didn't write down, which yeah. was that he apparently begged and pleaded for some kind of disfigurement or something that would make him a more memorable villain. And the majority of the podcasts I listened to over the last couple of days agreed that he was completely not memorable and had he have had some kind of something um he could have been a better villain and I kind of agree that he isn't memorable but just looking at him then that's what was kind of cool about him he was just kind of a bit slimy like his suit was ever so slightly too big for him he looked like a kid playing (laughs) how to be a villain yeah I had a bit of a read up on him um when they were saying that they because he has a fight scene, obviously, later on with Bond. And 
he wouldn't know how to fight being from his background. So he just fights like a kid, you know, he grabs yeah. an axe, he's just swinging at him and he's just grabbing him, the kind of thing where Bond's just trying to land a punch, but he's just screaming. He's kind of and, real. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I liked his eye. He's got like black eyes. He's got no colour in his eyes. And I thought that, I thought maybe he was wearing contact lenses to make him look a bit okay. darker, but maybe not because they said they didn't change anything about him, did they? <laughs> I'm just going to read you something I've seen on, on Reddit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a picture of, um, of Bad Haircut. It says, this is Elvis, henchman in the Bond movie Quantum of Solace. In a world of metal teeth, claw hands and razor sharp hats, his distinguishing characteristic is that he wears a toupee, probably the worst gimmick a henchman ever had. Unless <laughs> <laughs> he throws it or something. He gets that like, stuck to your face. Bond with Bond Gill in the desert, waiting for Green to turn up. He does. Um, pulls into the hotel with some goons. There's a hotel in the middle of the desert. Haircut now has a neck brace on. So Green has corrupt dudes there to sign some papers. They pull out another contract when he does sign the papers, and he says he now owns 60% of the country's water supply and wants him to use his company exclusively. Corrupt guy says they're asking way too much. He won't sign it. Green says, then you're just going to die and someone else will take your place and they'll sign it instead. So he's like, all right, I'll sign it. Corrupt guy goes back to his room and rapes a waitress. Yeah. Uh, Bond, yeah. There's no, no need for it, really. No. Bond attacks one of the goons. Yeah, I watched this bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I watched much of it after this point. Oh, okay. Well, did you see when he went back to the room to rape the waitress? No, I don't think so. There's a big, big bodyguard <laughs> outside the door? No. No. Uh, I might have been looking at my phone. Fair enough. Why? Was it important? Yeah. Why? Corrupt guy, I'll tell you in a bit. Bond attacks one of the goon cars, leaving the hotel, shooting the driver. The car goes in reverse, reverses into some power cells in the walls. Apparently, each room has got its own power cell, and they're explaining because it's in the middle of the desert and it's a self-powering solar hotel or some bullshit. Starting a slow chain reaction across the hotel of all the rooms exploding. Bond takes out Green's goons one by one and then sees Bond girl taking out corrupt guy's bodyguards um, that is guarding the rapey room. She knocks him over the balcony to his death um, and that fall over the balcony was Saeed, the guy I used to live with, the stunt guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Hey. <laughs> so what you could you could tell you could see it was him or you how how did you know it was you him? can't really so it's it's a bearded bodyguard who's outside rape the rapey room. Yeah. And then when she approaches the room, uh, like the actor attacks her, and then the next scene is her like smacking him over the balcony, but the person that went over the balcony was Saeed uh, in, a, in a fake beard. That is so so super cool. Yeah. Haircut has a gun and bond. Um, but more power cells explodes, killing Haircut. Haircut's dead. Green and Bond have a fight. Green has a fire axe. Uh, we've already mentioned the fight, so I won't bother going into it. Bond girl fights corrupt guy. Um, and we cut between the two, the two fights going on. As Bond is holding Green by his hair <laughs> over, over a balcony um, to stop him falling to his death, he hears a gunshot. It's Bond girl. He... They don't know who is dead, but Green says, sounds like you just lost another one. Bond pulls him up by his hair, 
dumps them on the ground, then runs a, runs over to the Bond girl's rapey room. The hotel's collapsing. There's fire everywhere. She starts freaking out because I think there was fire involved in her family dying or something. Bond gets to her, but they're trapped. They're about to shoot themselves in the head rather than being burnt alive. At the last moment, um, a part of the wall collapses. Bond sees a fuel cell, so he shoots it with the last bullet in the gun, creating a hole in the wall so they can jump out the hotel to safety. But that's not all. <laughs> oh, um, Bond spots Green staggering away into the desert. So yeah. uh, Bond leaves Bond girl there, jumps in the car, picks him up, drives him out into the desert, drags him out the back of the car on into the desert, and then chucks a can of oil at him. Uh, leaves him there. Says you, you know, in about twenty miles, you'll consider drinking this oil. Leaves him there. Bond drops Bond girl off at a train station. She's going to help get the water flowing again. And then Bond's in Russia. Oh, yeah. So there's this bit. So Bond's in, Bond turns up in Russia. He's tracked down Vesper's boyfriend and he's waiting for him at his apartment. Oh, yeah. This he has, is quite good. Yeah. He has a woman with him. She's with the Canadian intelligence. Uh, uh, Bond explains the boyfriend's bullshit to her. Tells her to leave and get in touch with her government. Let them know what's happened. She does. And I like when she leaves. She just whispers "thank you" as she she, goes, she leaves. Thank you, thank you. And just leaves. <laughs> it was like I I think she made that line up on the spot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you see Bond exit. M's outside. She asks if he's alive. He is. He says he has no regrets. M says she hasn't either. And it's called, oh, she says, I have an Iva and it's called being professional. She says, Green was found with two bullets in his, the back of his head and a stomach full of motor oil. And she's like, does that mean anything to you? And Bond says, I wish I could help. Felix has had a promotion replacing Stranger Things. So that's good. So Felix yep. is now whistleblown and now he's like, going to be good Felix. Bond tells him she was right about Vespa. M says... She needs Bond back, and Bond says, I never left. Then there's a barrel shot. The end. Um, I didn't see the barrel shot at the end. Oh. Can you, can you just show it to me? Oh, yeah. Hang on. Look <laughs> uh, at that. One of them. I wish I'd watched this film at that speed. <laughs> Congratulations, you were right. About what? About Vesper. It's like the last bit of um, Bridget Jones's diary when she starts snogging Mr. Darcy in the snow. Oh, yeah. Bond? Yeah. I've never seen that I movie. need you back. I need you back. I never left. Ooh. Oh, she's eyeing him up. Yeah. She's trying to work out what stationery he's got on him. <laughs> I think I saw a protractor. Here we go. All right. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> How many money managed to give this? <laughs> Still got this cough.
Yeah. Okay, money pennies. How many money pennies are you going to give this movie? Let's get the board up here. Yeah. I'm going two. Mm-hmm. Hang on. What did what did Thunderball get? <laughs> you gave Thunderball two. Wow. Oh, I've given a film. Did I? No. Oh, you gave it one. Anything else got a two? <laughs> You're so precise. <laughs> Casino Royale, I got a K for zero. Um, I'm going to give it a three because it wasn't a shit as Fundable. Fuck I... you, Fundable. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've made this difficult for me. Why? <laughs> Because I feel the strength of your hatred for Thunderball. Because I want to give it minus points. Because I gave Tomorrow Never Dies minus one. Yeah. And I hate this film more than I've hated any of the rest of the films. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to give it a minus two then. I don't want to cancel out your points completely. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So it gets a one overall. Bon girl. Literally so, bon girl. Oh, yeah, that's good enough. Can't remember her sure. name, Quantum I'll Solace. Just... Leave her there. Uh, yeah, she's still Unless she... No, I, I don't want to. She's, she's, yeah, rubbish. She can stay there. Although, um, no, I was going to say, I like I liked her scars, but yeah, they didn't explain enough. So one of the things that one of the other podcasts made reference to, which I thought was a really good point, is that at the beginning when he's driving in the opening scene and he's got uh, Mr. White in the boot and the whole chase is like kicking off, obviously. It would have actually been more interesting as a viewer had we have known Mr. White was in the boot because it would have made Bond's driving even more exciting to watch because we knew there was somebody in there. So there were like little bits of plot that they didn't really go into that would have maybe helped the story. So like all of her scarring, it's just there, but you, it's just never referenced. Nobody ever mentions it. She doesn't mention it. And then you only find out why she's got the scars at the end. And you're just like, okay, Why has she got the scars? In- um, because there was a, the, the, the fire that burnt, that killed their parents. Um, but the, she was scarred in it. So that scar on her, we're talking about the thing on her back, yeah? Yeah. That looked like a symmetrical, like, tattoo that... Burst into flames or something. Yeah, like it took me ages to work out that it was scars as well because it looked like it was meant to be there because nobody ever referenced it and nobody ever brought attention to it. I was like, oh, it's like a you know, it's a nice, pretty thing. It must be. Took me ages. I think she's better than Christmas Jones. Do you? Yeah, Christmas Jones was um, a nuclear physicist. You know. Yeah, she was. (laughs) She was. That was the one line she had five five times in the film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Bond girl we didn't even know her name at least we knew Christmas's name yeah okay ties with Christmas that. okay all right okay fine I don't know I don't know how you want me to mark that <laughs> what's next I like the I like this tune uh, better than Madonna what's the next one I can't see because your fingers there all right sorry Never Say Never Again. I don't know that song. I don't know that one. Moonraker from Russia with love. I don't know. Diamonds are. I'd say under Diamonds Are Forever. Because that's the first one it's I know. It's not better of, no, the look 
of love. That's better than that. Do, do. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's really not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> right, sing it to me now. What? The Jack Black The song. Jack Black one. I don't yeah. know. I'll play well, exactly. It for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. The proof of this is whether you can bring it to mind. You no, it's not. It. What about um Well that's what you just did with Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> that was your evidence. Can you do the <laughs> I'm blue I'm blue daddy dee 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 da I'm blue doobie doobie doo 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 doesn't mean it's better than license to kill. Did you know it? Where's License to Kill on the list? I don't know, wherever, somewhere on the list. Oh, yeah, I don't actually know how that goes either. Oh, I don't care anyway. Put it wherever you want. <laughs> Put it fifth. Oh, it's not that good. All right, okay. <laughs> you only care about the top spots anyway. Yeah, I do, yeah. Noble Baddies, right. haircut. It's got to be a haircut. Because he was the only one we noticed. Yeah, I, I stuck him on Dumb and Dumber haircut wig. <laughs> Who's Renard? I don't. I don't know. Oh, is he? <laughs> no. He, he was. <laughs> I can't. Was Renard? Um... <laughs> is that the chief? It could have been. Who is Renard's mate? Yeah, maybe. Um, Renard, meaning the fox. He was in the world is not enough. He was one of the main antagonists in the 1999. What is not enough? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Oh, he no, he was Robert Carlyle. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, haircuts not <laughs> as good quickly as quickly we forget. <laughs> <laughs> haircuts stay underneath Renard. Fine. Right. What what are we calling the chase? I guess it's the opening scene. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. Yeah. No. Underneath your uh, milk van thing. Where's Milk Fan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there were, there was no belly dancing. We're never going to see belly dancing on circuses again. Not even a hooking up on a boat. No monorail. Lots of boats. Oh, no. Lots now of they, boats, but no hooking up on a boat. They do hook a boat up with a anchor. Yeah, no, it's not the same. No model no. village and one day, no soup. No fucking monorails. <sighs> Miss monorails. Mm. Okay, okay, right. We've got three left. Three left. Is it three? Mm-hmm. Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die. So I um, I bought the Daniel Craig box set from eBay used for mm-hmm. £4.54. Mm-hmm. Threw two of the films away because I already had them. <laughs> But I've got the next two. And then the last one, You are you going to stream the last one? Because it's going to cost you like 15 quid. It's new. I um, bought it. I bought it for um, six quid on Amazon. Like oh, the disc. I thought I already had. Maybe I haven't got it then. Um, well, we'll split it because we'll be together for the last one, right? Oh, yeah? Well, I think we should if we're going to make cocktails together. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I didn't realise we were doing it together. That sounds good, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, so we'll work all that stuff out. So we're going to do Skyfall next. Yeah. And the question for Spooky Little Girl 
will be what are the scariest differences between the Palio di Siena and Haiti? And hopefully that will tell us how you actually pronounce those things. <laughs> okay, no worries. Uh, yeah, I'll get on that. All right. Okay. Alrighty. I really hope we go out on a high because, because that film was shit. It started off so well. <laughs> yeah. For the last one, shall we? Are we going to watch it just together for the first time and then just do a podcast? Or are we oh. going to watch it individually and then make notes and then watch well, it together for fun? Let's decide nearer the time because that, because. Because I think maybe we'll watch it together if we're trying to cut costs, because there's no point me streaming it and paying oh, for yeah. it if you've bought the yeah, DVD. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That was fun. For such Wasn't a it? shit film, that was fun. <laughs> cool. Good luck with the edit. All Alrighty. right. Until next time. Until next time. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Pretty, pretty, pretty good.